there is a rumor that upstairs there's like a a locked thing where you can like open the door and it's all the gold and all the foundation <laughs> money is like Donald Duck. Is that true? That's Tracy's office. Just another kind of free form rock and roll. Make you goofy solo, maybe want to tap a toe. Just another kind of free form rock and roll. Make you goofy solo, maybe want to tap a toe. Yeah. All right, welcome back to Polecast. I'm your host, Madison Fantosi. And I'm your co-host, Leah Bartholomew. And today's guest, I think, you know, this is one of the guests that we're going to have on that is really particularly interesting to students because students love scholarships. Who doesn't love money? So today we have Tracy Porter here with us. She is the District Vice President of Institutional Advancement and Executive Director of the Polk State College Foundation, which awards approximately $1.5 million in scholarships to students each year. So thank you for joining us today on Polkast. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So let's jump right into sharing with our listeners some history. So you joined the foundation in 2006, and it was pretty cool to read that since you've joined, the foundation's assets have more than doubled to approximately $36 million. So will you share with us some of the work that is taking place every day behind the scenes to get those scholarships into the hands of our students? Certainly. We are very fortunate in the foundation that we are governed by approximately 30 corporate and community leaders, and they're instrumental in helping us raise our somewhere between $1 and $3 million every year. And we also have a well-oiled machine of a very professional team in the foundation. And throughout the year, we have events that host committees. We also recruit additional corporate and community leaders that help us raise additional dollars. And so just being out there and always promoting the college and the foundation and the work that we do is instrumental in us being able to raise those millions of dollars and, and being able to award the scholarships. So that's what, and we're just very blessed in a community that is incredibly supportive and understand the mission of the college and embrace our students and understand that their, their perseverance and what they go through, so many of us didn't have to struggle as hard as our students do, and we're, we're fortunate that so many people support their efforts. Right. And so why do our students need those scholarships? I mean, what sort of, can you talk about the students that we serve and who gets those foundation scholarships? Well, because approximately 70% of our students are taking classes part-time, the majority of them are working full-time trying to take care of themselves and their families, and the scholarships are instrumental in them being able to have the financial breathing room to take classes and hopefully take even more classes and complete quicker. Mm -hmm. um, so our average student, the average age is 24, it ranges between 24, 26, and in our bachelor's program, 30-ish. Mm -hmm. So our students aren't your typical university students where they're going to school full-time and maybe working part-time. And so the scholarship is the point where students can really focus on their studies and and not necessarily about every bill that's coming in the mail every day. Right. Or in their inbox. <laughs> what sort of scholarships can the students get through the foundation, or how do they apply for a foundation scholarship? The primary way to get 
scholarships through the foundation is our endowed scholarships. We have about 250 donors who gave us significant donations so that every year a scholarship is awarded in their name. And in February and March, they can apply for those online. And additionally, when some students experience emergency situations, they can share that with a faculty member or an advisor who might know that they're really struggling and they might be considering dropping out of school to get more hours to address whatever problem that they have. And those advisors and professors throughout the year regularly recommend a student for an, an emergency scholarship to help them keep on their path toward their degree. So those are the two um, primary ways most importantly, is applying for those scholarships online between February and March for the endowed scholarships. And then if they have a life hip cup, then they need to share it so that we can help them. That's awesome. I think a lot of times, too, it's like you hear the word scholarship when you're in high school, and it's like, have you applied for scholarships? And I think that's really scary for a lot of students or just sort of like, well, I'm not going to put the effort in because I'm probably not going to get picked or la, la, la. So... When you go on the site and let's say there's like a list of scholarships, just so students sort of are aware, is there usually like, is it a essay that they have to write or some sort of thing? Is it just a quick application? There's, there's different criteria for different scholarships. Some donors want to know the story of their scholarship recipients, so do require an essay. Um, some, there's a variety of different criteria that donors have a passion for, whether it be a certain major or a graduate of a certain high school or any one first generation in college. There's just so many different options that students, one of my favorite scholarships, I like to call it the Donut Hole Scholarship, a, a, a donor created because he came here and he was at a point where he made just too much to get financial aid, but mm -hmm. not enough to be able to really be able to focus on his studies. So thankfully, we have a scholarship that helped him get through, and he donated money so that there could be another one of those. So I would encourage every student to apply because there are so many different criteria that they could fit into. And and sometimes, yes, indeed, it takes a little bit of work to get those scholarships, but it's worth the effort yeah, to do you so. You should definitely, definitely look into it. And you don't have to apply to every single one and overwhelm yourself, but if you go through and, you know, it is it is worth it. Right. And is some of them as simple as checking a box, like, yes, I'm a first-generation and college student. Right. Yes, I'm a single mom. Yes, you know, there's I graduated from Lake Wales High School, Lakeland High School. Yeah. Um, student athlete. I'm a music major. I'm a nursing. There's, we have so many nursing scholarships. So I think it's easy to be discouraged. And, you know, hearing what you said that some donors do want to hear the stories of their students, like, are there any that have stuck out to you over time where, you know, a, a foundation scholarship has really helped some of these students in those dire situations? We have so many moving stories. And that's what drives me every day is um, my, one of my most favorite moving stories was we had a student of a migrant, a child of a migrant worker. And when he was young, he would come home and say to his dad, I want to be just like you when I grow up, dad. I want to be just like you. And he would say that. And he would say that. And then finally one day his dad said, 
No, you do not want to be like me when you grow up. You do not want to work this hard for a dollar. I don't know how, but we are going to find a way for you to go to college. And so thankfully, we have scholarships for children and migrant workers. And he is a great success story. He owns his own computer company now. And that was an incredibly moving story. And we have a scholarship recipient who's the mother of four children. And it took her seven years to graduate. And she drove about 40 miles a day every um, time she had to come to class. And so just those stories of perseverance that I just, I, I didn't experience those struggles. So it's, it's just so, it makes me so rewarded to, to do what we do every day. Right. Well, can you kind of share with us a little bit about your path and what you went through um, in your higher education and kind of how you ended up in this position to be able to help other students? Yes, I am happy to share that story because I actually started at a community college, which is now a state college, Broward College in Fort Lauderdale. And I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. When I was graduating from high school, I was thinking about going into the Air Force like my father had done or was thinking about college potentially, but my brother had gone to a private institution, so there wasn't a lot of money left for... Thanks, brother. Yes, I know. <laughs> and so I very fortunately was awarded a scholarship to attend Broward Community College. And and thankfully, because I wouldn't have really succeeded in the Air Force because I don't like people telling me what to do. Yeah, I was really <laughs> so, just thinking about yeah, that. I was yeah, like, I'm not in the Air Force. Like, yeah. So um, I went to an advisor at Broward, and they asked me, what did I want to major in? And I said, I don't know. I said, today I want to major in theater. Tomorrow I'll want to major in public relations. The day after that, I'll want to major in business. And so they put me in theater. Long story, quasi short, I majored in all of those along the way because I was never really sure what I wanted to do. And at one point, I thought I wanted to manage a performing arts center. And in order to do that, you would have to be a good fundraiser. And so that's how I got into the fundraising field. And then after working in the arts for 10 years, it was not the most stable um, area to work in. And I just wanted a job where I could be a patron of the arts. And, and I knew how important education was because I wouldn't be where I am today without it. So I just encourage all students to stay on their path. I, The former president of Broward College introduced me at a conference several years ago, and I told the story of him. Um, we went to lunch one day, and he asked me, what are you doing with your life? And I said, I don't know that my life has just always gone in the direction and the path that it's supposed to. And he said, well, why don't you think about taking a graduate course, because that's where I found focus. And so I did, and ultimately wound up with my master's degree. And when I was introducing him, I said, I still don't know where I'm going. I said, but I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my education. So I'm eternally grateful to him okay. for that. So I would just, when students are feeling challenged and questioning what it's all for, that at the end of the day, it's it's worth it. It's worth investing in your future. Definitely. 
the best way to find information about the foundation is to visit the website, which is foundation.polk.edu, and there's information about scholarships and all of our contact information is there. You can reach me through that website and, and then the scholarship administrator and, and different people in the department. And that's another wonderful thing that um, I've been very blessed in, in thinking about the team. We've just been so fortunate that we, when I came in 2006, the foundation was extremely strong with $16 million in assets, and but the donor pool was a dedicated few. And so now, thank, thank goodness we changed to the Eagles because we spread our eagle, eagle wings across the county and really started. Yes, <laughs> we started engaging our alumni and engaging the different communities that we serve and where all of our students are because we're all throughout the county and we have more than 45,000 alumni, and to have them give back is just, it reinforces the important work that we're doing. So um, that's something else that I wanted to share about how it's just been so exciting to see all the people that really have embraced the college over the years. And do you also direct donors to the website as well if they are interested in donating to a scholarship? Certainly. Yes, there's a donate now prominently on the page, and we try to make it as simple as possible for people to donate through any avenue that they might be considering. So, perfect. I really love your newsletters too that go out and sort of feature the spotlight of a donor or a student who is a recipient, and like just kind of brings it all together and makes it like a more human, like, oh, okay, this is this a person? It's you know, instead of just the word scholarship or this or that, here's the donor, and this is their story, like. You guys do a really good job of telling the story. And that's, what's, that's what is always re, reinforces the important work that we do and, and always hearing why people give and then hearing the other side about um, how that's impacting a student and then hearing the ultimate side of how Polk State has helped people along their path as alumni and how important that that foundation of an education, like when students go off to their major universities, sometimes they forget about where they started, and that's um, so many people wouldn't be where they are today if it weren't for the education that re they receive at a community slash state slash junior college, wherever they graduated from. So it's important. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Tracy. And if there's nothing else that anyone wants to add, um, I guess we're signing out. And if students want to find more information about the foundation and scholarship opportunities, just make sure that you go to foundation.polk.edu. Make it funky! Just another kind of free-form rock and roll. Make your groove solo, maybe want to tap a toe. Just another kind of free-form rock and roll. Make your groove solo, maybe want to tap a toe. Woo! Yeah! Woo!